Are you that friend who's always afraid of social situation? Are you that friend who's living paycheck to paycheck? Are you that friend who thinks twice before purchasing a bubble tea? Oh my god, that sounds like all three of us! Not anymore, you are listening to Broke No More, where we talk in and out about business and startups. So hi, hello, welcome everyone. This is Radio Pals and this is me, Aurit Otwensha Rosha. This is Javier. And we are listening to Broke No More. So Xavier, so last week we are talking about the impact of AI in and its scope in business as well. So can we start from there? I think we forgot a very important point is that we are missing one of our co-hosts. So yes, yes our co-host is actually not around because she's sick from COVID-19. And I'm talking about this topic. So I think there's something that there's merits to us talking about AI in medicine. So currently what, what we have been seeing in the medicine industry is that it's moving towards telemedicine. I'm sure you heard about it. Have you heard about it before? No, I haven't. Uh, so it's like a live call with a doctor and instead of visiting the doctor directly, a live call will uh, allow the doctor to help you diagnose your illnesses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember those ads, but I never heard of the term exactly. I came across it when to one of the showrooms for one of the condo, one of the selling points was that they had a telemedicine booth at the, in their estate. So that's when I found out more about telemedicine. And I still do think that uh, it would I would still be more comfortable going to the doctor itself because they might be able to pinpoint stuff that I may miss out. Wait, um, but I felt nah, this telemedicine can work out only during the time of COVID. But after COVID, this is something that you can't expect to work out. It is always better that you consult a doctor in person, I believe, rather than, I mean, if it's a case is more serious that you need a timely visiting, then you can use telemedicine. If but you talk about proponents, proponents would definitely say that if you can work from home, why not? We can just use telemedicine because your cases might just be a small flu and you might risk spreading your flu to other people in the hospital. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If the case is so crucial, I mean, it's oh, emergency or something like COVID, only but then you can I mean, use in telemedicine. In, in a case of emergency, of course, you will not be using telemedicine. Telemedicine, the use of telemedicine ultimately is for like people with mouth sickness to... Like visit a doctor without having to go down to the doctor and risk uh, spreading that illness or contracting illnesses from the other patients. I guess I coined a lot of words under emergency because one of the emergency I meant, I mean, through emergency, I actually meant the terms of flu or COVID and stuff because that needs a serious medication. So I guess a lot of, I no, used but a general term and coined everything together. Sorry for in that. In terms of telemedicine, I mean, if you do, uh, you still get your medicine. It's just that it's delivered delivered through delivery service. So all those when you talk about like serious cases where you need medicine, yes, you will still get your medicine. It's just that you do not collect from pharmacy, but instead it is like dispatched to your house. Um, I f- f- see this as a two different domains. So one is a domain where doctor consults you and gives the prescription, gives the medicine and the medicine comes to you. And the second part is kind of cut down to the chase where the only it's from prescription that uh, you give your prescription and the medicine is being delivered. Because you, it's a, it's a, being a tablet, you can't order it like a food. You need a prescription. But if you give, give out a prescription and your medicine is being Do delivered... Do you know that a lot of counters are... A lot of like uh, medicine is actually over the counter. You can purchase paracetamol at your local like uh, pharmaceutical companies, you know. So then since I'm meaning that, that second domain is something that can blow more quicker than the first one, than, than the 
one that starts with doctor consultation. But ultimately, the the major thing about telemedicine is that I mean telemedicine is that you still want to consult the doctor. The second domain is already present in the in in the in this world for like years already. So, I mean the, the no, I'm meaning th- it's like blooming up the second one. The first one is I mean sorry, it's, a, it's like a rapid increase. The first one is blooming up now. If we look at Singapore context, then no. But if we oh. look at how other countries are doing it, yes, in other countries they have always been like you get the prescriptions from the doctor. Then you go to the pharmacy to get the doc uh, to get the medicine. But in Singapore, the pharmacy and the doctor office is always in the same place. Look at your polyclinics. Look at your like private clinics. They are always you all. The pharmacy is always at the counter. Yeah, I I, I so I mean in terms of you talk about Singapore, the second element doesn't apply in Singapore because or uh, there's no this separation between the pharmaceutical companies and I mean like the the pharmacy where which they dispense the medicine. And the doctor consultation. So that doesn't mean that there's no opportunity for the second domain to bloom up. Uh, but will you forsake the convenience of like the current system? Uh, what I'm meaning is, I don't say the other way around. I don't forsake. Uh, what I'm meaning is like, I'm just asking whether the second one has no scope to bloom out or not. Because I, I'm assuming that the second one you're talking about, right? You just order medicine, right? Yeah. I mean, you can really do it right now. I mean... I am getting your point that it's available right now, but I'm saying whether there's a, there can be an increase in this market profitability of this area. Uh, the first one can, but what is for the second one? Is that because last week we also discussed for the same thing for food. Food is not profitable in terms, I mean, in terms of their promotions. I mean, in general, we know that the food areas are not being much profitable. Is it the same applying for the medicine as well? Um, I mean, those are medicine... I, I wouldn't really... I don't really know the profit margins. Uh, but if you're talking about the second... uh, Like a bloom in the second part of your argument, then no, it does not hold because uh, people would still want to see... Like if people who want to see doctor... Uh, there's only change in the first part. The second part, there's no change to the current system. And because it has been stagnant for so long, I don't think there's anything that will lead to change. People yeah. will still depend on it. That's what I was asking to you as well. So, apart from this telemedicine area, do you, did you see any other areas that have bloomed up um, during this COVID era? I mean, or even that, I would say like, uh, during COVID, before it was existing, but during the COVID period, it bloomed up much more than expected. Uh, going back to my expertise, which is the media industry, we definitely see a blooming up of like the entertainment industry in terms of like uh, digital forms of content. So, uh, I think streaming actually got a very big boost from as a result of COVID because people found it as a... I mean, there were a lot of people who, because they were bored at home, they started watching streams. But uh, there was definitely a drop-off in terms of viewership after, uh, I mean, as the world opened up. But the scene is better than before in terms of there are more streamers, there are also more viewers because there are viewers who found themselves enjoying and deciding to stick with, like, continuing to watch streams and stuff like that. I feel that uh, you said like after COVID, that's a, uh, after COVID, that's a drop down. But I feel during now, all of people are, I mean, the competition is so higher that everyone has started to focus more on what sort of content they're coming up with. So the people who have the great content, I would say they're the fittest and they'll be surviving in yeah, this Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if we took a look at what COVID led to, uh, most of the e-commerce uh, companies are actually hiring uh, live streamers and also 
the entire there's an entire model built around live streaming selling currently. That's the, the I mean the market is actually pretty significant, and every single e-commerce platforms and some firms that are, are also taking to selling through, uh, live streams. It has been it has proven to be an a rather effective model to sell, and I don't know whether this will continue, but I do see the potential of it in the in terms of um the next ten years. But that's assuming that remote work continues to dominate. Mm. But uh, you know, I'm not social media content creator and stuff, okay. But when I'm looking as a viewer point of view, since I'm a viewer, when I'm seeing a normal YouTube video, okay, um, and I'm seeing some sort of promoted content in between, okay, uh, because lot not many YouTubers put the uh, sponsor content at the end or at the beginning. They put it in between so that people watch it. Like I feel sometimes this force feed is kind of. Are dropping the viewers count as well. You know they're getting money and they're that's fine. But as part of the viewers' point of view, they say, "Oh, these guys is putting a lot of forced-in advertisement." So in the long term, won't this thing affect the YouTubers? It ultimately, depends whether they are taking our responsible sponsorships. If they are taking our responsible sponsorships, then no, it will not have an impact. And I think there's a lot of YouTubers nowadays that are using timestamps to actually help you skip the. Add if you are not interested. So I mean, there's a lot of ways that actually uh content creators are actually doing to try my to minimize the impact of the ads. And if you are a responsible content creator, I do for I do see that you will still be able to maintain your audience and even grow because people like and will support you because they like you. Okay, talking about the YouTube content entertainment, here is this new yeah I mean it exists before. It is blooming. The reviewers, reviewer of a product or a movie or a service or something, right? Now, if we, if we can open a YouTube or I mean, if you type in Google a uh, review for a product, you you not you not have the comments alone. You can even type in YouTube and see a lots of people viewing. I I think okay. It. The thing about this market is that it already existed beforehand. It's just a transformation of the market, because beforehand it was always print media and websites. Yeah. It's just now. It's just that COVID has. Let more of these websites and in a bid to compete, they transform their business models from website and transforming into video content because video content is a much easier form of uh media consumption as compared to uh websites and print media, and you uh like videos are a lot more accessible in general. So we, as a result, we see a more uptick in this. But uh, in terms of the trend, yes, this will continue. But I do see more and more companies, uh, using a combination of uh websites and videos. So because not everybody actually likes to watch videos, and it's not convenient when you are like, for example, on the MRT, and if you don't have headphones, then you might not want to watch a video or and data. I mean, we might not think about it, but data is actually a big issue. Not everyone has like fifty gigs of data, hundred gigs of data. Exactly. Per month. And if you want, if you want to read a review about it, you will not be watching a move, a uh, entire YouTube video about it, because ten minutes can easily consume like one hundred plus MB, two hundred plus MB. So you might as well just read a website about it. So I do see that, in terms of transformation of this like reviewing industry, yes, it will continue to bloom in terms of video content, but it will eventually come to a point where both areas are merged. Okay. Um, in this entertainment, okay, during entertainment period, the third area that you know transformed hugely. Even though we discussed this before, I talk 
I would like to talk about this now even more because this episode is kind of working towards that. The vlogs where people try posting videos on what happened in their life, what is the status. If they're going for a travel, you say day one, day two, day three, and they post a video on series. So, what do you think about this new field? that comes under entertainment vlog one to be honest vlogs ha- is already a very long existing i mean i'm saying like what i'm saying is i know all these whatever the things we discussed before or existed what i mean is like the covid period has boosted it up even more it gave a huge transformation after covid i mean we are coming back to a I normal life would. that's a drop so what i'm saying is like what happened what is the next how the trend going to go after this i would disagree that uh, vlogs actually saw an increase in during the COVID period because oh. um, nobody wants to see you at home. I mean, there is definitely um, an increase in the viewer I- on social media platforms, but vlogs in particular, I seriously doubt whether there has been an increase. And the trend has been moving towards um, edutainment in terms of the content space. So like Lalia, you mean? I mean, uh, not really. Uh, but um, like content creators, like uh, now has been moving more towards from. It's the main issue is that the influencer industry is so saturated that the current blooming one to in order to stand out right now, you have to be a KOL, which is key, opon- key opinion leader in a field that you are specialized. So, for example, if you are a tech expert, you talk about tech, and uh, if you are like for example finance expert, you talk about financial literacy content. This is the area that is booming currently. And I do see that this entertainment area will continue to grow. So what I am trying to infer from the word you said is, um, these two areas in particular are the ones which are not completely trained in schoolings or stuff. When it, none of the schools are going to take about what's the advancement in a particular technology. or Not many schools are concerned about how to maintain your finances. So I feel students, okay, who wants to explore these areas, they are more falling on these two things. So the... F- I would disagree because actually we do have financial literacy content creators within NUS itself. We do have. I mean, in the schooling as well? Yes. Oh, but what for the students who don't have much of focus on towards this area? Because I haven't heard, I'm hearing it from you right now. No, the thing is that, I mean, ultimately, what is your niche? What are the content that you want to build? You being 16-year-old, 17-year-old doesn't stop you from creating, like, coding content or, like, finance content. You can create any content you want. Basically, as long as you have the knowledge, as a KOL, as long as you have the knowledge, people would subscribe to watch you. And, I mean, one thing about KOL is, of course, you have to have the first experience. For example, KOL on travel. We talk about reviewing travel. Yes, uh, when, you, when you eventually get paid enough to get invited to media events, people will watch you because you get exclusive view on, like, for example, Halloween Horror Night before other people get to it. So, I mean, it depends on, like, it really depends. Then for financial, uh, when you are financial literacy content, uh, okay, this is the area I'm most familiar with. We go into the details, terms and conditions, stuff like that. These are the things that we are telling the audience. We value add to the audience in terms of like, we help them to spot out terms and conditions. For example, if credit card fees are non waivable and stuff like that. So ultimately, you can be a content creator, you can be a KOL, it doesn't matter whether you're a student or not, as long as you, you have the knowledge. I mean, I'm certain that some students out here are definitely much more knowledgeable than like other people who are already con- create content in certain niche. Okay. So in the first part, it was kind of a friendly debate and in the second part, stay tuned with us. We'll talk a lot more on different industries that are blooming up.
So welcome back listeners on this part 2 we have a good number of topics in and out around AI so Xavier you can start and I'll catch up with you I think uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is uh, the future of AI okay. what industries do we see AI infiltrating and the first top industry that I want to talk about is medicine So do we see AI taking over the roles of doctors and doctors becoming just consultants to verify the computer? Obviously no. I would say no. I I think we it, something interesting is that we are uh, actually in the medicine in the industry some of the uh, some of the stuff has already done by for example tumor detection and stuff like that is already done by machines. But of course doctors just use it as a guide. A lot of things machines are already proving to be able to perform better than doctors because uh i mean doctors sometimes are fatigue if you do not know doctors sometimes have to work for the, uh, 36 hours straight and at the end of the like their shift are you certain that they are still 100% very sharp i i wouldn't i wouldn't say so right i would say doctors uh, are very much aware about it and i would say in the i would be i mean i going to coin it in the other way around technology will develop in the field of medicine but doctors will be using it as a guide and at any point technology won't take up the position of doctors and push doctors back to a consultancy stage doctors will be using technology for diagnosis and for treatment purposes but it'll be purely as a tool for diagnostic purpose but not a step above that i would say uh zevia says that ai has a good chance to take up the spot of doctors whereas i say that no ai will be used as a tool for diagnostics and treatment purposes but there's no chance for ai to take up the position of doctor and move the doctors to the position of consulting so i guess this is the first debate we have of ai in medicine so I, what's I, the other area i mean next area we can definitely talk about is uh, the legal field Right. Okay, that's right. a heated topic because uh, the database they have in terms of constituency is pretty much high. So because I mean, uh, when it comes to legal, one thing you need to know that on top of like statute law, uh, one very big area when we when it comes to crafting legal arguments is case law. Exactly. So, and with case law ever increasing, the amount of manpower taken to search through and to find cases that you that will help your case. is only going to ever increase if you have ai that can help you uh find stuff i mean find cases that are relevant to your current case and to be help to help you like craft arguments then don't you think that's a very good thing and that's where the future might go because the cost of developing that ai might be a lot lower than hiring people to actually do it yeah in the long run I feel AI can be a kind of a threat if it's well well versed and well developed in terms of legal because you know uh AI can find which law which section or which clause it is they in can, details. I mean they can even be specific and they can can craft convincing arguments. Exactly. Um but you know in terms of this is can be taken in two segments one is a lawyer other is a jury. In terms of jury I I would say no but in terms of lawyers I would say yeah. Uh AI can give you the pretty all sort of convincing arguments and opinions to discuss or to debate about in the courtroom but at the final part which is the legal or the jury i guess it's still jury is one thing a person oriented but the other thing but singapore is, doesn't even have a jury system so how singapore singapore is decided by just the judge i mean the board are same 
Okay. Both the same. Yeah. So it's the judge. So here's the judge or the jury. I mean, you have a person, right? Basically. And yeah. a group of five, if I'm right, remember. But yeah, that's a judge. And what I'm saying is the judge will be a person. I'll be like but 50-50 chances. Wait. Um, you, you were saying AI, you are treating AI purely as a machine, right? But I, what I'm saying is AI can only give you arguments. But I don't say AI can use that and make a judgment. I'm just saying I'm treating this as two different persons. A is a lawyer and B is a jury. I mean, a judge, basically. So, in terms of A, that's a 50-50 threat. I mean, 50-50 percentage for AI to become a lawyer or a lawyer to still be on a dominance over AI. But in terms of judge, I don't see a point. But why know? can't the AI machine just take over the entire ju- uh, judicial system if if that's your argument? I don't guess anyone will, you know, AI still has the, the threat of being hacked or uh, it it has it is it is still vulnerable to humans uh malware and stuff so i guess even though as a lawyer now you're just trying to put up your arguments but as a jury you're going to give up i mean as a judge you're going to give up your decision but so, if, i mean if you talk about uh the chance of being hacked there's still definitely like uh human in control and humans who are looking at the system it's just that maybe i mean right now the from from getting charged to the court hearing might be one years to two years, which is a very lengthy process. Yeah, but that's due to the number of uh the limit on the number of judges there is. But let's say these judges actually take a back seat and let the AI mainly do the uh do the trial process, wouldn't it be like I say the idea is <coughs> nice, but in terms of vulnerability or the sensibility, I don't guess this idea is feasible. But yet again I would say um that's the chances in terms of A, there's a lawyer, it's a 50-50 percentage. In terms of B, I would say the jury or the judge, it is like, I would say 20% of chance for your statement and 80% I would stick with my opinion that it'll be a person as well. I think it will still be, I mean, it's hard to determine, but ultimately we will definitely make, uh, we will definitely see in the next 20 years. Yeah, we will be seeing it, okay? And you'll be living way beyond 20 years, I guess. So, we we can visualize whether there's a potentiality. But right now, our chances or our debate is this, like stated before. I mean, the, then the last industry I want to talk about is the media industry. I mean, we have been hung on the media industry. And would an AI take over jobs like video editing and... I, mean, I would say that is, yes... I would say there are very much great chances. Even now we have AIs in Instagram which are officially recognized. I mean, we already are seeing AI taking over like uh, Photoshop, uh, like like photo editing. Obviously. It's just that video, in terms of video editing, video editing, I mean... To it's a timely process and needs a lot of codes. That way, there's, I guess there's no... I mean, in terms of processing, it's going to be... If you think about video as a lot of pictures, for example, 60 frames per second, means that you, are, you have 60 pictures in one second. It's going to be computationally expensive. Uh, that's the reason why we don't see any, you know, any AI editing a video. But if you see a successful AI, that's going to be a boom in the market. Like, everyone's going to have an attention towards this because you can get your background in Photoshop removed or any you know, kind of a modification to your face. It but can be done. I mean, there, that's another issue that uh, it comes with like AI taking over the video editing market. Would every single video be standardized in that's the case? Uh, it's based on the user. If a user says I want to be done by AI, yes, he'll go with it. I mean, the, the content maker, not the content watcher, I would say. But if in terms of the, even in the content maker, it's, 
if the person says i will edit because i feel this part needs to be trimmed or i want to give it my touch he can go but if i say i want to focus a lot on content making so editing can done by an ai if he feels because how about you want to pay for a person as well if he's an external one I mean, if he feels ai is much cheaper than the person he gonna say okay let the ai do the job i is gonna do my content making part i mean we are already seeing uh, i mean the argument for ai taking over the entire editing process is that we are already seeing ig reels right we can actually uh sometimes you get prompted like do you want to create a reel using like your past stories yeah which is actually just a um, simple video editing so in, in if we already see that ai is i mean like programs are already available to do that what makes us doubt that ai will not actually go to take over the entire video editing process and i'm actually looking forward to ai taking over the whole video editing process because let's say me most content creators hate editing videos because it's very tedious and it's a very time consuming process. Yes. Um I would like to ask this one question since you are a content creator and editor and stuff. So will I mean as for me I would say I will uh I mean I would going to say AI will take up the portion of influencers, social media content creators, editors and stuff. Uh because I disagree that AI will take over the role of influencer but we have right now influence so AI Ult- is right on posting yes I mean- but ultimately the key point about influencer is the human touch why Wait, are we doctor and lawyer those human touch when it can be taken up by an AI how can you say this field can no be in terms up? of review yes I agree that AI might serve as a very good uh, source of answer but when it comes to selling a product that no, I would say the other way around. I'm going to coin it the other way around. Reviews the thing that needs human touch. But when you're going to promote a product or come up with a video, okay? For example, if Mr. Who's the Boss comes up with some tech invention and stuff, that can be done by an AI itself. Yes, it, I mean, the video can be done by AI. But when you sell, for example, live stream sales, people buy because of the person, not because of the product is good or not. If you're going to say that Lazada offers or any shop offers, the offers are not said made by human if you see an ad a lot of things are just a graphic video lazada or uh, there's just some animation that pops up and says an option i mean says there's an offer so why can't ai can do it and make it ai making video i mean like making you say offers. ai can take up the video editing part but you're contradicting that AI no i mean i mean it. when it comes to like influencer the whole influencer industry being overtaken by ai no because i mean there will still be influencers because there will still be people who but AI will be a huge threat, right? When you're saying about doctors and lawyers, I mean, that's the chances. I say that AI can easily take up no, the roles I, of influence. Yes, AI will take over every, uh, every single industry, but there will still be a human that is behind all of this. And the human, let's say talking about lawyers, going back to lawyers. In term, I mean, lawyers will still be, you will still need lawyers. It's just that if AI take over the whole industry, you still need lawyers, you still need jury. It's just that you'll cut down on the number of like people required. Um, see, lawyers, juries and stuff that requires huge co- huge knowledge, okay? I mean, in terms of content, I do agree it requires knowledge. But when compared to a doctor or a jury, the yeah, knowledge recommends I not much. I never said that their job is going to be completely replaced. It's just that there will be a drop in volume and there will be a change in job scope. It's the same as influencers. So this will influence like a bottleneck. Scope. When the AI will create a bottleneck for the will for the content creators or influencers, like it's gonna create a huge impact, right? In future, I mean, in terms of like them being influencers, AI being influencers themselves. Uh, if you take a look at it, um, not really. 
okay uh what if you develop an ai that can create similar ai and stuff like when ai can do the other ai's job like you, when you are taking time to code an ai why can't someone can just take a time to that can code other ai's it can be done and then in terms of that yes it will but i'm talking about like in terms of like influ- influencer being like having your a- an influencer account it will never be completely taken over by an ai yes you can get ai to edit your photos but you i mean they can help you post they can help you select photos which one will they predict can get the best engagements and you will post but ultimately the photo is still of a person but the, the uh but the job and things are done, done by yeah, AI. Like the, can't the AI do it basically like yeah yeah the jobs and everything will be i mean like in terms of all the work required you will, will be taken over by the AI but the foundations of the influencer is still based on real person yes you may argue that yeah why not AI can create a fake person but yeah. when you go to live events the AI the fake person but you have metaverse and things right now right in that sense and you know a lot of people yes, are doing yes metaverse will be a part of society but the real life will still be something that will happen metaverse will never take over the society completely because if you are saying that metaverse will take over society completely then uh, all the stuff like how human evolution procreation everything will no longer happen okay that's what i said one a uh, that's what we said and even discussed before you no know, saying doctor or lawyer that one person that human touch can't be given by ai that's why i said in before that uh, ai can't take up the position of a doctor or a lawyer but and if those two can't media can't but if those two can media can be easily taken up that's the hefty of yeah, chances yeah yeah i was i was saying everything is going back to consultancy role you the whole industry is going to transform to when those two can consultancy i don't yeah that's why i say i say as influencer they will still be consultancy they will mainly be the they'll form the foundations of the i mean in terms of lawyer you still need the foundation i mean the lawyer's foundation to build the ai oh, no what i'm meaning is like um once i mean when you say take a point right when you can do it for a lawyer it's the then number of lawyers going to be reduced i know i agree with that if that takes yeah, place yeah influencers is going to be reduced like, so. that'll be a 90% removal right this yeah. hu- impact going to be huge right yeah yeah but i'm i mean you are talking about influencer industry yes i'm going to tell you in the influencer itself won't be removed because I mean, every job can be automated, but the influencer looks and everything cannot be imitated. But not all influencers are uh, are fluent over AI, right? Only that we have very good less number of people who are fluent over AI. Yes, I mean ultimately in the end, because uh, I believe AI is a job that requires you know that to gain that knowledge is very no. Heavy. But you can hire someone to do the uh, to. I mean, like, when when we talk about the end game of AI, there will be programs that you can buy license. For example, Adobe this kind. You can license, and this AI can help you craft your entire IG profile. Can help you. So, for example, when you do a vl- uh, when you want to do a vlog, you throw all the video clips to them. They will help you edit and help you upload to YouTube. So, what happened yeah. to humans then? Humans, humans you still need humans to take the vlog, right? I'm. What I'm meaning is like, uh, now we have editors and doctors to do the task. Now you're gonna give it to machine, and you have very like a no editors. person to. There'll be no more editors. What will happen to them? Like what then? They have to find another job. Then what? Ha- like I feel like uh, if you're gonna take allow AI to take a lot of things, then there's no necessity to even for a basic human startup. Like just you can just say a machine. I'm having this idea. Give me a draft plan. Like a machine can do, give it to you in instances. I feel that the humans' experience and 
human point of view like the humans amount of work or everything that human can gain is hugely reduced yes actually won't that affect the quality of the person who comes up like i know the quality of the program and the output i mean one th- one one show that we can i mean one show one movie that we can actually take a look as wally yeah, i mean don't worry you watch wally before sorry uh <laughs> but it, i mean it shows up uh, i mean this is something that i do ambition the of uh, end game of society to be which is that machines will be taking over almost every single job then uh okay and then let me and, ask and there's one still question. the human touch in terms of like for example every single job right you will require both a combination of the area of expertise and ai okay or you work with an ai <laughs> okay i get your point uh, i'm going into aerial fantastical question okay if what have what if ai decides to take up human i mean that was a argument that uh do a- do ai have consciousness i mean it can be a it's a very long topic on its own because you can argue that humans don't have free will humans i mean there's the argument that humans are just biochemical algorithms we have both you had done it last week as well yeah so if you are saying that we are just biochemical algorithms then there's no difference we it's just a transformation to ai taking over the world so you're saying the biochemical going to be replaced with wires and stuff yes i mean it ultimately depends on like what is your viewpoint towards the entire thing but i do see i mean when to answer your question on the influencer industry yes every single role will be cut off except the role of the influencer because you still need the influencer to actually take the video and in terms of videographer yes um likely the videographers um uh, there the roles of videographers will still exist because uh yes you can argue that robots uh can be the videographers but as it stands uh i don't think it's possible because for example we cannot have like huge machines like that like uh i mean we cannot have huge machines uh to take videos yes because uh, if as of now if i imagine uh, uh what a human can do and we putting the machine in terms of like videography uh i don't think the we will need a very very large uh video uh, machine uh, so i don't think it's possible as of the technology currently so videographer might still stay might still stay as long as the technology of taking videos uh like has not been taken over okay so in that sense let us come to a poll right now okay so zevi says like uh like 50 chance for ai to take up Oh uh, you're saying like what percentage you going to say AI can take I up think AI can't take up I I think like uh, for every single industry it's just a moment, it's just a matter of time No I'm well, asking about your industry because this is the only If talk about, about my own industry I do see that editing will be the first one to be taken over because it is a pain point So the end point how much chances for AI to take up like uh, the entire I mean if you talk about the entire end game where the only person surviving in the market is the influencer I So can I say like uh AI hack and I would say like seventy to eighty percent chances are there for an AI to take up everything, or I can say like eighty percent chances for AI I, to take I, up every single role. I can only say role. there'll be a hundred percent chance that video editing will be eventually taken over by AI in the next twenty to thirty years because this is something that everyone has been trying to resolve. And whoever technology came up come up first, if it's affordable, it will be taken up by almost every single influencer and content creator. Okay. Yes, because the cost will definitely be lower than hiring someone to edit videos, and because hiring someone to edit videos will take like two months, uh, two weeks, like for one ten minute video, and and AI can do it a lot faster. Okay, so I would be saying like uh, AI can 
I would agree there. Uh, your point on taking air can take up everything. I mean, yeah. I gonna say like also add up this point. I, as per my opinion, air can take up even ninety percent of influences. I mean, the every social media person role. If AI can take up video editing, but ultimately, and I mean back to the argument that AI cannot be the influencer itself. Ah, uh, that's what we say. I gave ninety yeah. percent chance. You're so you're contradicting. You say hundred percent that's only human. Can no, hundred percent take over video editing. I'm I'm asking for whole as a whole. Uh, in terms of the whole job scope, ah, uh, I yeah. mean you can't define because every single. What is it like? What is your like expectation here? If you say you can't, you can't define that means there's some part of definition. Because possible, it ultimately right? depends on. Uh, so can you give 10% model. or 15% chance for AI? Because you are talking about... Wait, you are talking about two different things. The percentage chance of it taking over and uh, uh, the percent of like the industry being taken over. This is two different I'm arguments. asking the industry. The percent because of... even before we discuss... The percent, okay. industri- the percent of industry being taken over... Okay, I mean, let's talk about person. We can drop industry because we previously didn't talk about industry. So about person. What, what do you mean what about person? Like how um, many person can just becoming an inducer, just like a doctor you said. They'll be like, just like a consultancy, right? So in terms of AI, what are you saying? I mean, in terms of influencer and AI. Uh, I don't really have an answer for that because, okay, video editors for everything, and back to again, video editors, okay. it, yeah, depends on it, it, it depends is, on role. It depends on role. Because ultimately influencers will still remain and I do see that there may be a growth in influencers instead when AI take over because people might be transforming over to the to the influencer uh, role okay so who can take up AI I mean AI can take up anything or everything in future but I guess not now because this is gonna be Xavier and Roshan who are gonna take up the show until the season ends so for now we are signing off from this heated debate and there'll be a poll open right now I guess or a question which says which sort of roles do you think AI can take up you can let us know your answers and with this note this is our audience Rosha this is Javier and we are signing up from Broke No More and see you soon meanwhile stay tuned stay healthy stay safe bye bye Thank you.